Visit the Ford Fan Zone on Level 6 during the next Jazz game. There are free pop shot games, cornhole and foosball tables. Enjoy incredible city and mountain views while relaxing, enjoying food and drink. Taking in the game and socializing with friends. Question of the day. Another weekend of college football. Another ride of emotions. Why do we do this to ourselves? It's crazy. More stressful game. More stressful, dramatic win. BYU over Washington State or Utah State over CSU? No, I think Utah State all the way. On the surface, the last second kick, they'll lose the game. The two-point conversion would have tied it. You'd have had the ball with a chance to go down and win it. And if you didn't, you'd have had overtime. But were the stakes higher for BYU because the expectations were higher, so they felt more pressure in the moment? No, they're not playing. They're going to the Independence Bowl. And Utah State can win the division and win the conference. And then where do they go? I don't even know where they go anymore. Uh, The L.A. Bowl. It's your league. L.A. Bowl, maybe. I don't know. Because they've reorganized everything. I haven't memorized it yet. Well, well, you got the Chompy and the Aztecs. Where are they going? Yeah. And I don't know anymore if they're even doing that or if they're just going to send them to the one that makes the most sense financially. Well, if you're going to go financially, then stay home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can drive up to Boise back. <laughs> I can research that for you in the next break, PK. Uh, and then Utah's maddening. Blocked punts. Here a punt, there a punt. Blocked everywhere. I mean, the, <laughs> yeah, Oregon State's got two guys with the same numbers. They should have put tape on it real quick. No, no, you didn't see it. It's 18. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then what the a rever- technicality. And yeah, the referees even known, noticed it. Good on them. Well, Kyle uh, said in the post game that he was yelling at the refs, that he noticed it. So uh, I don't know okay. if the refs uh, already right, knew that's it. That's right. You're right. You're right. Or if Kyle pointed it out to him and then they saw it. That's so stupid. And, <laughs> and then they get twice on the one-yard line and they can't get a yard. They get these great drives. This is just maddening, man. I... I I'm so glad that I don't get on that roller coaster because if I did, I, I would have wanted to punch a wall in my house if I was a Ute fan Saturday night. It's just a little dent, though. It didn't wreck the season. It's a little dent. Yeah, but it's in the moment, though. Yeah, in the moment. It's frustrating in the moment. Yeah. Even after the blocked punt, I thought that was a great response. They got the ball. They drove down the field. They punched it in the end zone. They retook the lead. Reestablished right, Oregon right, State. Right. right back down the field. And that's the roller coaster. Oh, no, they blocked a punt. All right, we're in the end zone. Oh, no, they're in the end zone, too. The blocked punt in terms of scoring basically was canceled out by the gift that Oregon State gave the Utah offense right at the end of the first half. So they basically each gave each other seven points. Uh, so that washed out. But... I think you're just going to have to get used to it this year. It's going to be up and down the whole time. And they only got five games left. So so as long as they go four uh, and one, that should do it. They got the tiebreaker. If that's your goal, then yeah. Then that should do it. If, that's your, if your goal is uh, in and of itself and completely and we'll get to the Pac-12 South. championship game and then play a good game when you get there. But you can't control that right now. All you can do is make sure you get Yeah, but that. see, then you're just setting yourself up for more disappointment. That's the whole point. Get off the roller coaster. I know, but that's part of the fun. You know you're that's, signing that's up for it. That's part of the act. Well, don't, don't do it. No. 
you could still it's, have fun with it without being part of the roller coaster nature of it. I do. Have fun with it. Enjoy the wins big time, but minimize the suffering and the losses. It's now, impo- you don't get to enjoy impossible. the win. Oh, it is not. It is too. No, you not. can't have one without the other. No, actually, you can. You can't. No, you can't. If you want pleasure, you've got to have pain. Because how do you know <laughs> that pleasure is what it is without the pain? Sing it. I don't know what the I thing. think there's a song out there. I'll oh, find it for I you. I don't know. Um, they, they go hand in hand. You can't ha- You cannot get jacked up on the wins without suffering on the losses. It doesn't work that way. People, get on the app and agree with me. Can you be sky high on wins without suffering for the losses? No. Because how would you know to get sky high? Why would you get sky high? You haven't been at the bottom. You haven't experienced the worst. Get on the app right now. Grab your phone. You have to have one with the other. They go hand in hand. Use our app. Use the open mic. They're Send like DJ take. and PK through yeah. multiple stations, multiple owners, multiple decades. Well, They're one without the other. When you put it like that. Yeah. I'm nothing without you, and you sure as crap ain't anything without me. Yeah. Just it took you 15 years to figure it out. <sighs> Suck, man. It's a process, PK. Yeah, it's a well, process. it was much easier for me because I'm more humble than you. That's why. Obviously. And so you have to have, in order to have the pleasure, you have to have the pain. Or else you wouldn't understand the pleasure. You couldn't have the thrill of the missed field goal without having the CSU offense shred your defense in a two-minute trail. You have to have the agony in, in, to, in order to enjoy the ultimate high. You have to pay your well, dues. Then I got to hang on because I've had 50 years of agony with the Padres. Something good's got to happen. Let's go. No, Let's you go. Haven't. You We're haven't due. Had 50 years. We're of, due. You You're right. I mailed in the last 10 years of pain. No, well, but still, I totally minimized you're it. Going to the World Series in the moment. Oh, that is fun. pleasure. It, it was fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah be, I mean, beating the beat Braves when you get there. So, beating I mean, the Braves when they were loaded with Maddox and Smoltz and Glavin. That was a good time. I don't remember, but yeah. But I know time. that they went to the World Series, right? And they lost to the Yankee team that won like yeah. 150 games. And I was crazy out of my mind as a fan in college when they went to the World Series the first time. They've only been twice. Oh, yeah. What was it? The, the they ground were down, ball the, with the Cubs or yeah, something? Yeah, they were down 0-2 to the Cubs. And they won the last three games. Yes. And they were down in game five. They gave up an early home run. Maybe two, actually. Yeah. And they were, I think they were down three runs. And they rallied in the sixth and seventh innings. And Cubs, when that. they went to the playoffs, that was 84. Yeah. I was in Chicago that day. Oh, were you really? Yes. I had, I had had one of those moments. They, they'd gotten drilled in game one and game two. They got down big and they rallied and loaded the bases and got the, the tying run to the plate and hit a tr- fly ball to the warning track. Mm-hmm. Grand Slam would have tied it. I thought, oh, if they come home 1-1, they would have had a chance. Turns out they came home 0-2 and they did have a chance and they did it. Right. So that's got to be a high. That's got to be a big time high because you were having pain. Oh, and then in the very yeah. series, you end up the improbable three in a row. Right? Yep. Yeah, that that's got to be that a good times. that sure. Yeah, that's got to be a highlight. Sucked if when, not the highest sucked, in, in Padre history. Sucked when Goose Gossage thought he could sneak a fastball past Kirk Gibson. That sucked. But oh well. <laughs> Gibby. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> that went a long way. And, and try way. to sneak a backdoor slider past him too. Yeah, little did I know that wouldn't even be Gibson's most what famous was the, World what Series. What was Homer. the best one-legged performance, Mitchell last year no. or Kirk Gibson? Gibby. 
That was an all-time. That was an all-time. <laughs> that was an all-time all-timer. Because he literally was on one leg. He was. It was. It was phenomenal. He had no pressure. No, no he could have. No he could have balance whatsoever. He could have. If he did a line drive to right field, he would have ground out to right. <laughs> they would have thrown him out from 280 feet out there in right field because he would have been limping down the line. Yeah, that was spectacular. Right. But you got to have some of those. You just got to minimize the lows. You have to have the pain in order to experience the pleasure. And you can't be halfway in. If you're halfway in, you know what you are? Halfway out? No. Oh, you're in the way. All in or in the way. If you're half, that, that's Kyle's Yeah, I know. I spiel. thought that's where you were going. No. If you're, if you're only halfway in, you're actually minimally, and this doesn't equal math, but I suck at math anyway, you are three quarters out. You are. Uh, you and your math. If you're only halfway in, you're three quarters out. And I'm spe- we're speaking to fans who are all the way in and who are crushed by losses. And to me, particularly at the college level, it's crazy to get on that train. 19-year-old kids. Yes. You know they're still learning. Yes. So you put them in front of 20, 40, 60,000 people, whatever, and then they don't come through and do things exactly right. Huh. I'm shocked. And you're 40 years removed from walking the campus. I can't be that mad at that (laughs) (laughs) 19-year-old. I just can't. But yet you're- You had two hands on it. Why didn't you hold on? You're brokenhearted. See, that's too strong. A lot of people are. No, that's true. Depending on what the moment is. Yeah. If you've lost four games and then you lose the fifth game, you're not brokenhearted. I get that. Right. But But if you're 12-0 and playing for the conference title game in the playoff, then the TV cameras will pan and you will see distraught, despondent fans. Right, right, right. Yeah. Who aren't family. We'll set that aside. That's a different deal. It is a different deal. 100% a different deal. Right. And it always amazes the me. The A&M's kicker's family, which just yeah. keeps getting replayed every weekend right. one way I or another. It. It's your yeah. husband. It's your son. Yeah. Come on. You've got a, as tight as an emotional attachment as you could possibly have. But it always amazes me. Like Oklahoma, you'll see when KU was scoring a little bit on Saturday, they, some 55-year-old dude is acting like he just got the worst news ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see at 55, you probably have gotten the worst news ever, so then why would you confuse this with that? I know, but they just get so into it, yeah. man. It's so crazy to to think that. Why would you subject yourself to that? Because you want that glory, that, that high is so intoxicating that you're willing to take it. It's like an addict, I guess. I don't know. I have never been addicted. I can't, I'm not making light of it because I don't I have no experience on that. But I, what we hear, what we see, I have been to uh, AA meetings for family, uh, but I've never had it myself whatsoever. So thankfully, knock wood, whatever you got to do uh, to to not be involved in that. But you are addicted in a sense to it. I can relate it to me to a good golf shot. Sweet. I got to do that again. Yeah. But it might not happen on the next swing or the next hole or the next nine. But it will happen again. I went out and uh, on Thursday afternoon, you know, the weather was good and we're running out of time, right? So my wife and I go out to Riverbend, hook us up with a couple of younger guys. And 
I'm hit, I'm driving the ball down the middle. I don't hit it very far, but everything is fairway, fairway, fairway. At about the sixth, seventh hole, the kid says to me, "Man, everything is right down the middle." I said, "Yeah, today." <laughs> you get a laugh. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's the nature of it, you know. And of course, then we get to eight, and it's a par five and for user played Riverbend. And now he jinxed you. I hooked it. Yeah, but eight corresponds on the left with the 18th fairway coming up. So you had a good lie anyway? Straight shot in? All sorts of room there. It's yeah. all, Unless you go a little right, you can go OB, but it's you, you would have to literally go two fairways over to go out of bounds left. I did hook it, uh, but it's a short par five, so I ended up parring it because it's a real small, easy hole. We all, If you're halfway decent, you ought to be able to par it unless you go OB. But yeah, so I said, yeah, today... Uh, so you never really know, but I, I can relate to that. I'm ad- I'm addicted to the good golf shot. I will f- I will fully admit to that. It's a good feeling, exactly. And there's a lot but of that's sports me. at this point. You I'm not have, relying on an 18 yeah. year old. There's a lot of sports at this point you have to give up. Oh, in terms of playing, yeah, yeah. But you're not playing football anymore. You're not playing basketball anymore. When's the last time you stepped into a cage and swung a bat? Swang? Swang. <laughs> Swang. I grew up in the sticks. Swang. Swung. Swang. <laughs> I, don't, I can't answer that question. Man. You can't, too. 40 years. I don't know. Really? I swang a bat? I don't think I ever swang a bat. You did. You just didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are something. <laughs> Last time I swang. <laughs> half of our audience is going, what's wrong with that? I don't think I've, <laughs> The other half is like, you know ever, exactly what's wrong with I that. I've never swang a bat. Yeah, swing, swang, swung. <laughs> Big, bigger, biggest. Swing, swang, swung. Regardless. <laughs> Oh, brother. Uh, when's the last time I swang a bat? <laughs> you can't wait to go home and tell your wife that. Can you remember that? I'm going to text her right now. Oh, okay, good. That way you won't forget it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, there was a criminal in my house, and the only thing, I had some lumber. So I swang and got him out. Well, at least it wasn't an alien invasion. That was good. Alien invasion? Yeah, that was a good movie. <laughs> uh, I guess softball, maybe. I swang a bat, but you're not counting that, are you? Yeah. Are you counting that? Yeah. Oh. Played in a co-ed league a while back, not too long ago. It was a lot of fun, actually, because our women were awesome. We had like five gals that were as good as the guys, so we had a great team because you you didn't need to worry about stashing them. They were, you'd stash guys on that team because <laughs> <laughs> they were all big-time players, man. Put them at first, third, left, center, wherever. Yeah, they were really good players, and obviously there's plenty of uh, great uh, female softball players and slow pitch, no less, too. Yeah. So you didn't see Signs? That's the Mel Gibson movie, Swing Away. Yeah, I did. Okay. Good movie. Yeah. I liked it. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 Zone. Right, talk, up, right up with I Swang. Talking I, with Blake, I seen it. But I seen it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach, is joining us next. Stay with us. 
The new zone lineup is here. With the best coverage of the sports you love and the teams you can't live without. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10. Followed by Jake Scott and Ben Anderson from 10 to noon. Get your daily fix of Hans and Scotty from noon to 3. And then the zone welcomes Unrivaled with Alex Curie and former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell to the team. Weekdays from 3 to 7. Live and local. All day, every day. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. DJ PK and Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach, joining us now. He's on the Smart Rain guest line. Utah will be in a drought next summer. Smart Rain knows the 2022 budget planning for most businesses is coming soon. Take advantage of the Save Now, Pay Later promotion and do your part by saving water while saving money. Check out Best of State Award winner Smart Rain at smartrain.net. Coach, good morning. Good morning. Are you just aging in dog years right now? <laughs> Football years, yes, I am. Uh, I mean, I guess I'll just keep taking them, but, man, it is brutal to uh, on the heart and uh, the nerves, no doubt. Man, what a game. On the flip side, how much of this uh, improbable sometimes and you look, look, you look uh, possible, strong possibility of defeat on, on Friday night, on the flip side, how much is it building confidence in the team, like we can do this no matter what. Yeah, I think I think there's some of that there. I mean, when you look at how some of these games have gone and the last second scores, and even you know surviving this one as crazy as that got, I think every time you go out, there's some there's some confidence that that builds within the team that kind of been here, done that, don't have to panic. Uh, didn't didn't panic the other night. Didn't play great in the, in the. It's really the first time. I guess a little bit of UNLV the other day. You know, they were they. I think their chances of of success were pretty small with time and in the situation. This this was a little different. It was more very, very much uh, a real possibility that they're good enough to go down and and tie it or win it. So I, I think it's the first time we've really been in that to survive it, even as ugly as it was. I think it's got to build some confidence in you guys. We've been there. We can do it. And, and maybe we'll respond even better, you know, in, in the next situation that looks like that. Do you think putting them in situations like this in practice really pays off, or it's just different with twenty, thirty thousand people roaring, and just the fact you're able to do it? Washington State got these guys off on the right foot and got them rolling. Yeah, I, I, you put them in that situation in practice, but there's nothing quite like the real thing. The, the energy that's in the place. The, the fact that, yeah, they do score here or we lose. I mean, you, you, they score in practice. Yeah, we lost the drill, but we get to try this again tomorrow. I mean, this is, you know, th- this is it. This is final. It happens, and you either get it done or you don't. You either make the shot or you don't. Uh, that, there's nothing like the gravity of that situation to learn from. And luckily, we're learning a lot of really good lessons after a win because we made a ton of mistakes that could have very easily cost us the game, and, and we've – We've had this conversation before, but at least we're having it after wins and not after losses. And look all across the country, half of us got it done, half of us didn't. Yeah. A couple of things on those uh, things that you didn't do well, uh, allowing a running back uh, go for 159, and then the pass defense at the last uh, drive, which they end up missing the field goal by not, you know, we know how what happened there. Uh, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on a, a kid running for 160 yards and then – uh, the other team allowing them to get down the field against the clock there at the end. Yeah, I would have. You know, it, it doesn't surprise me a ton that their their rushing yards is going to be fairly high. They're built huge, way bigger than we are right now, and 
So we're, we're trying to do a lot of things with slanting, moving, and quickness. And it, at times it worked, at times it didn't. But everybody they put on the field offensively, even including the wideouts, are, are big. I knew it was going to be it was going to be about slowing them down and, and hopefully getting them off schedule somewhere and, and making them kick some field goals. And I thought we did a really really good job of that up until the last two drives. And, and the thing about the last two drives is we got way out of character. We saw a lot of the same concepts and and things formationally that we'd already seen in the game and defended well. I think we we let the you know that that moment, the emotion of that moment, really have us do some things that that we had not done the whole game, and that's where the frustration uh, comes in, and that's something we're going to teach off of because we literally saw we didn't see any new route combinations, any new formations. We just got outside the framework of the defense, and we gave up some big plays. And had we just played it the way we played them earlier in the game, in similar calls, you know, we, I felt like we could have got them off the field. So that's that's where. I think we'll learn a lot, and again, we're learning it after a close, you know, win as opposed to uh, a close loss, and, and we're fortunate. And that's it. Right. So the media and the fan base can look at the standings and say three and one. Wow, they're in the lead. They got the tiebreaker on CSU and Air Force. They can win this division. They should win this division. So there'll be a lot of that talk, and I'm wondering. You know, you had a big rebuild in front of you, we thought, coming in off a one-win season, new coaching staff and all that. At what point did you or have you brought up winning the division and going to the conference title game? I haven't brought it up at all. We don't talk about it at all. This is the same team that the entire football world, including most of our fan base, thought would have been, you know, two and five, not five and two. So um, we've been favored in two games all year and and, and – one against a one double A opponent, and one against a team that was was uh, is still haven't won a game in two years. I mean, I, I get who we are and who we're not, and we don't talk about any of that. We're talking about being one degree better today. We we still make a ton of mistakes that could lose us any game down the stretch. I, I said this: we could win them all, we could lose them all just as easily, and we're we're we are in a rebuild. But these guys are battling, and we're finding a way to be successful as we build. I mean, we're not big enough yet. But we overcome it with speed and quickness and, and toughness and just energy level. Uh, we don't have enough depth at any position yet, but we'll get there. But we didn't want to wait to be competitive, and the kids have allowed us to be competitive while we develop, while we recruit, while we fill in gaps and holes, and, and while we build this program. And we're only going to get better, but for right now, I mean, you, you got to give the kids the credit. They believe, and they're working hard, and they're, they're out running and out working and outlasting people is really what they're doing. So you speak of that depth, that running back, Tyler, did not play. Your leading rusher, Noah, didn't have a great uh, average per carry, but, man, he's a tough nut who can get you some some yards the tough way, can he? Yeah, no doubt. Physical runner. Uh, I thought he and, and Locke both came in and, and ran the ball physically. That's probably, if it's not the best front we've seen, I think the entire D-line and linebacker, I think they're all seniors, they are really good. They they handled this most of the night. But luckily, we were able to spread them out a little bit and find some creases and a huge, a couple of huge runs, especially late in the game while we're trying to get the clock down and make it really tough for them to have enough time to, to come back. Uh, I wish we'd have popped one more on third and two or three down here and, and been able to extend that drive. But I, I, thought, I thought Noah did a really, really good job. He protects the ball. He's not going to outrun, you know, a defense. 
but he can he can make the guy miss and, and, and fall forward when he's getting collision. And you saw some of those really, really tough yards against a very good defensive front that, uh, I mean, ultimately just enough to help us win the game. Blake Anderson joining us, Utah State head coach. Uh, is Tompkins just going to keep doing this? I mean, he's got to be a Mark <laughs> Band by now. Six catches, 104 yards. It's another day at the office. Yeah, he uh, – yeah, they, they they had him doubled the entire day. They 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 were not going to let him get singled. But he, again, you got to give uh, Coach Tuck and Coach Cephalo credit for creating some some different looks, some leverage points to get him clean. Uh, yeah, obviously Derek Wright stepped up and had a huge game. Uh, Brandon Bowling had another huge catch or two. One of the best catches of the night on a, on a third and long late in the game when we're trying to run the clock out. So I mean it's. All hands on deck, and everybody's doing a great job, but it's just hard to take a guy away that's that versatile that can really line up at, at five different positions, and we're doing that. Uh, you're going to double him here, but then you're going to catch him in a single, and, and, and he and Bonner are, are, are doing a great job of connecting. Their timing is really good. They're on the same page. So I think there's a, I think everybody involved gets a lot of credit, and honestly, mostly him, because hardest-working dude on the team, super high IQ, and can can line up at so many different spots, and so it gives you a lot of flexibility on how to try to get him open. The sequence of plays involving Bonner uh, early in the game is third and long, and he puts a pass right on the money. There was the, the coverage was excellent, but it was pinpoint accuracy. Couldn't have handed it better. And the next play, he scrambles and picks up a first down. I think he punted on that possession, so you didn't get any points, but. I was very impressed with him on back-to-back plays. And, you know, he's a new guy to us. You obviously know him back there from Jonesboro. But for us, we're just finding out about him now. I'm wondering, uh, getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but I, it dawned on me, you get any feedback from the NFL people regarding him? Well, they, they definitely see the arm talent. Uh, you know, he's he's battled a bunch of injuries, so he hasn't played a full season in quite a while. The last couple of years with thumb surgery and, some injuries a year ago, and then COVID made it. So to get him through a full season, and that's become a challenge. He got sacked eight times the other night. That's how good they were up front. He got hit several more. Uh, and we've obviously seen kind of with a wear and tear that already he's taken this season. They see arm talent. They see a guy that doesn't need a lot of space to throw, which at that level is a huge thing because the pockets collapse so quickly. They see a guy that can move his feet enough to at least be mobile and, and protect himself a little when he's healthy. And they also see a super quick release. Now, turn the ball over too much, I think, to really say what his ceiling is. That's something he's not done in the past. I think part of that is he's learning kind of our new system. It's different than what he's done in the past. Uh, and hopefully that'll just continue to get better. He's got another year under his belt. Um, you know, he'll, he'll have a complete offseason in the summer. And I do think, you know, people are going to see him continue to grow. He does have the power to throw at the next level. Now, you know, he's not the big six foot four guy, so it would take the right system, but we're seeing a lot of guys are that are in that six foot range have success up there right now in the systems that are they're running that are very similar to ours. You got Hawaii coming up and for years I think people are used to them spreading it out and throwing it all over the place, but uh, they got a running back averaging seven yards a carry. Uh what what does Hunter do so well? How are they getting him those kind of numbers? Well, they're still spreading it out, but they're, it's more of what your, you know, your true spread, RPO. They put a lot of guys in conflict. The quarterback can run as well, so you've got to have a number for him. 
Todd Graham, the head coach there, very similar to what they did at Arizona State when he was there. Um, it just there's enough different ways to put you in conflict that it does create a lot of space for him, and he is talented. He can go. If you give him a if you give him a gap, he's going to outrun you to the end zone. We've seen that with some of the games they've won already this year and surprised some folks. So I love the fact they got to come to us. Uh, it's going to be a completely different look than what we just saw. These guys had two and three tight ends and packed in there. Todd, you know, Hawaii's going to spread you out and try to create space for this guy. And it's and he is faster. Not as big and as powerful as what we just saw, but he has a lot more speed. So if you're not right where you're supposed to be, I mean, he, he can get loose on you quick. That was going to be my other question, Coach Hudson Bonner, because we've seen him now limp off, holding various body body parts as he's coming <laughs> off the field. Can anything be done to mitigate this? Because it does look like he's taking a beating. Yeah, we got to be we got to be a little smarter about uh, moving him a little bit. Uh, we're going to use the screen game a little bit more to our advantage. Uh, we're we're max protecting a lot, but honestly, even when we max protected, these guys were these guys were good enough to get there. We we knew they were good. They even exposed us a little bit more. We are playing down the line on the O line with some guys that haven't played a lot and at times it, it, it was they were tough matchups. But we do. We talked a good bit over the you know, yesterday and, and this morning already about how to to create some uh some different lunch points for him and to slow things down and try to protect him a little bit more. And and I mean I, he 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 feels better I think this morning than, than you might think. I mean he did get banged up a good bit but luckily it's just it's just that just kinda of bumps and bruises. The more athletic and the better he feels, the, the more he's able to protect himself. He just got to a point the other night. He was a little bit of a sitting duck. He was, he was battling, and he's tough duty. He ain't coming out, and and he obviously made some huge throws that helped us win that game. But um, I'm hoping we can kind of find that middle ground and, and protect him a little bit more. Coach, as always, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us. We will talk to you again next week after the Hawaii game. Sounds great, guys. Appreciate it. Blake Anderson, Utah State head coach. It's Hawaii Saturday at 1 o'clock. Ah, the rare afternoon game, PK. And Halloween weekend. Getting late in the year. Good time to be playing in the day. Oh, no question. I mean, unless it's, you know, warm, too warm in various parts of the country. Playing in the day, especially as you get in the end of October, November, is always good. And just the reality of the situation, I think that's what you'd want. So this is a great opportunity for them. And, and I think that as long as they don't screw up games in which they should be favored, They'll be they'll be there. Hawaii comes in four and four. You got the you got the line for this one? No. Utah State by six. Well, you didn't give me a chance to guess. Well, you said no. Well, I didn't have the line. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was I thought you guess. would just say, hey, man. No, I thought you were asking me, do you know oh. the line? No, I don't know the line. Okay. But I that's that doesn't matter now because you I, I blew I, it. I lost the opportunity to prove how smart I am. But fortunately for me, there'll be another opportunity here real soon. Utah, UCLA. <laughs> uh, Utes, I'm going to go three and a half. Four and a half. Oh, fetch. Gosh. Virginia BYU. 815 ESPN 2. Whew, and that's another small one. Okay, I'll go four and a half. BYU by two and a half. Oh, I was going to say three, but I thought I'd just go four and a half since the other ones, the other one was uh, four and a half. Washington State's at ASU. Uh, let's and and see. The, the one place you don't need a day game, that's what you get, FS1, one o'clock. Yeah, we're getting late. Although, I mean, it's okay. It's not bad, but you could still do a night game and it'd be okay. And it can be hot at the end of October, yeah. for sure. 
I was down there uh, eight years ago today, and it was blazing hot uh, because uh, my father died eight years ago today. Mm. And uh, I remember my sister wanted to go to the state fair, you know, do, do something after. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Like when, when my father-in-law died in L.A., we went to the zoo, you know. And I remember going to State Fair thinking, man, this is f- so freaking hot, but my sister wants to be here, so I got to pretend that I'm having a good time. <laughs> it was actually after. Way too hot. <laughs> it was, it was, it was. I, that, that, that's a tough game to figure. I think the Devils would be favored. I would go like uh, uh, maybe a touchdown and an extra point, but I'm thinking odds makers go more than that, so probably like, 12 and a half, 13? 15. 15. Surprises Whoa, me. yeah. I thought, I thought single digits. That's what I said, yeah. Right? And I, I thought that, not 10, but if you gave me six, seven, eight, somewhere in there. I went seven. Yeah, and I could see but that. But 15. I wow. Uh, Colorado and Oregon is on Big Fox. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I get that they want to put the ranked teams out there, but ooh. Yeah, 25, 30. 24 and a half, yeah. Oregon State, fresh off the win over the Utes at Cal. I think that's going to be a dogfight. Why? Because I think, Cal, I think Cal's better than expected. They've got a quarterback who can put the ball in the air. He's good. Right? They're 2-5. and five. They don't win the close games. I, you, you got me. The record is what it is. Who says that? Parcells or Dungy or somebody mm-hmm. said that? Lots of people say it now. Uh, and so that game's in Berkeley? Yes. So I'll go 11. Oregon State by a point and a half. See? I know. I again, Oregon State by seven to ten. You biased me. Arizona's at USC. Oh, I'd put it I'd put a pick 'em. <laughs> SC by twenty one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh man. All right, DJ and PK. We are brought to you in part by Lee's Heating and Air. Lee's Heating and Air, home to the award-winning line of American standard furnaces and air conditioners. Call Lee's now for the $59 furnace tune-up special or visit them online at leesheatac.com. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Utes return home to the friendly confines of Rice-Eccles Stadium for a key Pac-12 South Division battle against Chip Kelly and UCLA. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch the Ute pregame show Saturday with the postgame show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference. Nobody brings you better coverage of Ute football. You ready? Yeah! Than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Time for your feedback right now. What happened to Utah's defense against the Beavers? Jeff says they went to the Oregon Zoo. <laughs> Thank you, PK. <laughs> hmm. There's no such thing as a state zoo. Paul says, uh, as far as Tom Brady and uh, touchdown pass number 600 and Mike Evans gave the ball away, he says, uh, the Bucks did get the ba- ball back, and almost right away the fan-, fan essentially gave back half a million dollars. It was still the right thing to do. Got a ball and an autographed jersey. Yeah, yeah. Could have sold that thing on eBay and made a ton of cash. <sighs> I don't see how. 
but I don't deny that it could happen. <laughs> right? I just these don't two, understand These two it. things are both true. You're not going to make a half million dollars. Although you're probably going to make a half it's million dollars. It's a football. Yeah. I mean, Ralphie got it for Christmas because he couldn't get the uh, the BB gun, which he ended up getting anyway, so that was cool. Steel United 111. Unbelievable. Not one word about USU. Us? Yeah. I hate them. <laughs> Missed the coach in the last segment, I guess. Weber must really oh, be Oh, I pissed. tweeted out earlier. Yeah, right? That's a big road win for them. Eastern Washington. Number two in the country. Is that save their playoff bid there? Because the, the season mm. was trending away. It was a tough schedule. Now know. they got a marquee win. Who's sitting up there first in the big sky? Is it Northern Arizona? Oh, no. No, no. no I'm, I'm No, our strength of schedule sucks. We had to play Arizona. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> I teed you up. You're welcome. Uh, Montana State's 5-0. and Sac State is 4-0. Sac State? Who coaches Sac State? Utah's former offensive coordinator. That's right. My guy. Eastern Washington and UC Davis are both 4-1, and so that's a lot of uh, Did you know that Sac State, Troy Taylor, was a quarterback at Cal, and one of his, one of his receivers, I think his name was Michael Ford, if I remember correctly, and I remember him. I think it was Michael Ford, but I know it's Ford. And Ford's son, he went on to have a son, two sons, uh, and one of them plays center for the University of Utah football team. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, did not know that. (laughs) And we had him on earlier today. Nick Ford. Nick Ford. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks to uh, Nick Ford for coming on today and Samson Nakua and Utah State coach Blake Anderson. We are out of time. Coming up next, it's Jake and Ben right here on The Zone.